Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, it's Donald, and Kind Snacks has six new flavors for you to crave. Flavors like rosemary, strawberry, jalapeno, and raspberry. Each of the six flavors is made with number one ingredient seeds or nuts and has fruity or savory flavors depending on what you're craving. They're gluten-free with five to six grams of protein in every bar. Nutritious snacking doesn't have to be all blah and boring. The bar for people who love real food. Try all the flavors. Shop on Amazon today. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. How you doing? You look sweaty. Why are you sweaty? So I worked out today. Okay. Uh, right, before the, right before we started recording. I jumped on, like most people in the world, I bought a Peloton bike. Oh, right. Well, not most people. People that can afford an expensive Peloton bike. Well, according to the stock market, right. which is failing right now, Peloton is the one product that is succeeding yeah. in these troubling times. Well, yeah, and, so so yeah, because no one can go to the gym and, and it's like a subscription thing. So, right. so uh, how a bunch was it? of people a bunch of people have bought Peloton bikes. Right. And I am now riding with, you know, those people. Right? How long like, do you go for? Forty five? I did a thirty minute class just now, but this dude kicked my ass. You know, the last time I did it, I had a uh a, you know, I tried to pick a you know, we talked about this. I tried you don't to have to dance lady. around your words. You tried to pick a hot chick. Yeah, I do, <laughs> I do have to dance around my words. I am. I am. I'm sure your that... wife knows that you tried to pick a hot chick. <laughs> she does know. She well, she picked it. I I kind of tricked her into picking it. Right. And then you were I like, you were, she was like, she was like, what do you want? You're like, I don't know. I prefer someone that looks a little bit like her. And <laughs> <laughs> Right, and so I complained after the uh, workout about how the person talked too much and, you know, the stuff you do when you want to deflect, right? Right, right. And uh, my wife was like, well, I'll pick someone for you this time. So she picked this dude who was like a dude and was very commanding and everything like that and demanding. But was that better for you? Was it a better workout? It was a better workout for me, but then I started thinking to myself, well, maybe I'm playing this role wrong in my relationship with my wife. 
She picked the dude that's like, now get on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> now pedal faster, goddammit. <laughs> but maybe that's pedal good harder. You. Pedal harder, motherfucker. <laughs> maybe that's what you need. Maybe I need to switch up my style instead of being the passive, you know, gentle, you know, sensitive guy. You know, the guy who loves uh, uh, puppy dogs and, and moonbeams. Right. I need to be that motherfucker now. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and, well, and, I think and, that's probably good for you. I, I, I got to admit, I don't have a Peloton bike, but if I got one, I think I would probably pick the the, the pretty attractive girl to, to yell at me. I'm never going to pick the pretty attractive girl again. I'm well, just I'm sure there's probably them. a pretty attractive girl who'll scream at you if you want. But what you're saying is you got better results from the dude who was like, pedal, motherfucker. You pedal right now, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't pedaling hard enough. Right. For me, it's all about the music. If I if the music's good, if I like the music, I I go to a spin class and I will go so hard. But I can't get into it when it's like when it's music I don't like. I hate. Yeah, that. I know. I totally understand. I hate I hate getting on a bike and having to listen to listen to something that I'm not in the mood to hear. So did the angry guy have good music? Oh, it was straight up hip hop all day. Oh, it was perfect day. for you. You love that. It was straight up hip hop, and it was good hip hop too. DMX. <laughs> Lil Wayne, old school Lil Wayne. Oh, you know see, that's I mean? perfect. See, I think I think that's the key. Obviously, you want someone who's gonna push you and be like, "Come on, you wimp, you got this." But I well, think nah, it's all I don't about want you the to music. Call me a wimp. You could call me a motherfucker, but don't call me a wimp. You know what I mean? You'd rather be called a motherfucker than wimp. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I got to write that down. I'm learning new things about you on this. So podcast. from here on out, from here on out, if you wanna, if you want me to respond right. in a way that is positive, hey, motherfucker, what's up? Do you want to count us in to the theme song as that guy? All right, here we go. God damn it. Y'all get ready for this. Five, six, seven, eight, motherfuckers. Here's some stories about a show we made. About a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. I'm so sorry, everyone. I think that Donald has lost his damn quarantine mind. <laughs> Tell him what else you bought for your kids. Uh, you oh sent me, gosh, a, you sent me a video. You, first of all, Donald's like, I'm running, you know, he doesn't have a pool at his house. He's like, I, I'm running out of things for my kids to do. They're going crazy. I got this, uh, this water thing from them in the backyard. I pictured a kiddie pool. You dude, you like bought a, like a, a fucking slide. you bought like a fucking water park, an inflatable yeah, water park. I bought an inflatable water park and we set it up. And I, I sincerely thought that these kids, like most kids, were going to spend the whole day in the water park. How fast they, were they over it? They were over it in forty five minutes. <laughs> and we spent so much money on this thing. I'll too. bet, dude. It is like this morning I mean, we were like, "You guys ready for the water park?" Just, and they were like, eh, "I'm good." Describe it to people. It's in, it's the size of like three cars. No, it's about the size of a nice big ass pickup truck, like a okay. big one, like a Ford, you know, like the big shit, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. And it's huge. And also, our backyard isn't grass, it's fake grass. Right. That way you well, don't have to water it. Well, that's good. Yeah, well, now your, your giant thing, your, your thing won't fuck Problem up the is, lawn. underneath that, it's just hard. And so it's a, you know, you climb up this big ass ladder about 10 feet up, and then you slide down a slide into the pool at the bottom. And it, they're sliding onto concrete. Now, granted, we did worse than that when we were kids. But to watch my wife panic and lose her shit, oh, it was the funniest thing. Oh, my God. Every time the kid climbed up, every time the kid slid down, she was like, I got to go inside. I'm, 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 I'm going to have a heart attack out here. 
And so, uh, did you have a slip and slide when you were a kid? I mean, yeah, you were, we, used you were, to, we used to slip and slide on concrete, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, in Manhattan, in the city? Yeah, in the city. So I grew up in a building that had a big ass playground in the middle, like most buildings in Manhattan when you live in tall uh, buildings. And they had, and 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 you know, if somebody bought a slip and slide, we'd put it down on the concrete on the playground <laughs> and just so slide dangerous. on that. That's so oh, dangerous. If you catch it right, it's it's fine. But if you don't catch it right, yeah, you're gonna hit your head on the. You I know. don't remember a slip and slide ever being fun. Like there was so much fun in setting it up, and then you'd go down it once, and you'd be like, "Ow, why?" No, well, that depends on it. Right? <laughs> if you don't know how to slide, it hurts. Like a, it hurts. I wonder no if doubt. they still sell slip and slides because they're so. There's yeah. gotta be like lawsuits. <laughs> They've even padded them now, so a slip and slide is now padded, so that when oh, you run and jump see? and dive. You can you got a little bit of a bounce, these, and then these can, kids today, Donald, they need they padded slip and slides. They have it good. When I was a kid, we hurt <laughs> ourselves. I remember setting it up on the lawn, and my stepfather had just spent a fortune, you know, resodding the lawn, and uh, he came home and he was like, "What the hell did you do?" And I was like, "We're slip and sliding," and he's like, "The lawn was all trashed and muddy." <laughs> He had just met a fortune, reshot it. Like, it looked like beautiful dream lawn. You know how, like, you know, yeah. some people are about their lawn. Similar, similar to how you were when my wedding was over. Yeah, you, you trashed my, my lawn. But you know what? It was all in the name of love. I'll do anything for you. I'll, you, and your, you and your family can trash my lawn any day. You put down a dance floor. Yeah, but I not on the lawn. No, no, but on, on an area. It was a bocce court, but uh, now it's a garden. But you put down a full. I mean, I was, I was shocked at the effort that went into that. It looked beautiful. And I was for a minute, I was like, we should keep it. And then people were like, well, it's not really meant to be permanent. It's like not like, you know, Yeah, you have a greenhouse without any greens in it, pretty much. No, I mean, I didn't mean they, tent- they tented it because there was, we were worried it was going to rain. But like the- they had put down this beautiful flooring oh, okay. for your wedding. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, maybe I should keep that. And then someone told me like, no, it's, it's, meant- it's not weatherproof. It's meant to be like, you know, last a weekend. Right. So, uh, so we-, we took it down. But God, your wedding was really beautiful, I got to say. Well, dude, thank you very much for for helping us out there, man. You, uh, the cost of the wedding dropped dramatically when you said you could do it in my backyard. Well, I, I was so happy to be able to do that for you, and it was a beautiful ceremony, and uh, I'll never forget it. It was it, the way you guys did the the designer of it, the the whoever did all the decor and everything. It was like almost like a farm, like a farm vibes, you know, yeah. like farm it was tables, like a, and it was. We tried to make it country meets soul. Yeah, country you know meets I mean? soul. I remember there was a gospel. There was a lot of music. There was a gospel choir. We had a. We what had did they a, sing? They sang a song from Sesame Street. No, they sang a song from the Muppets. Everything is great. Everything is grand. I got the whole wide world in the palm of my hand. Everything is perfect. It's falling into place. I can't f- seem to wipe this smile off my face. Life's a happy song. When there's someone by my side to sing along. That's so beautiful. <laughs> That's so beautiful. How did you guys um, pick that? I mean, I never I heard picked anyone. That, I, picked, I picked that song. So the new Muppet movie had come out. I guess, It had been out, I guess. But the music from that movie, obviously, is amazing. It won an Oscar. But that song is the, I believe it's the first song of the movie. And so it's the number one number. And... Muppet songs are always dope. The Rainbow Connection, you know. Right, you but I mean, I had never heard that song, and just just so people can picture it, I had told all my neighbors like, "We're gonna have a big ass wedding, 
And uh, I, I sent them like little gift baskets and I, I, I sent them a letter saying, hey, it's going to be loud. We'll, we'll be done by midnight. You know, I hope everybody's cool. But I was anxious because, you know, my neighborhood is 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 uh, the sound bounces around. So everyone oh, yeah. was everyone was coming to this wedding, whether they wanted to or not. Right. And um, and so it's all set up and it's all quiet. And all of a sudden and then the gospel choir comes and it's time for that moment. And they turn. Well, on it's their, just me walking out for that. Right, so they That's turn, but they, but they turn on the mics, <laughs> and, and I had never in my mind imagined it was going to be this loud. And granted, it was beautiful and amazing, but as the neurotic homeowner, I was like, "Oh shit, these people are going to be so pissed." <laughs> but maybe they weren't because it's amazing. We weren't. A, I guess they were. Were they a choir? It was like six people. I don't know if it you was call six that a choir. people, but they were. Right. They were they but were anyway, gospel. this this amazing gospel, gospel group sang that song, and it just. It just reverberated. It was beautiful. It bounced everywhere, all over the whole neighborhood. And I was like, "This is." I was. I, I just. It was magical. I, mean, I got tears in my eyes. It yeah, was so beautiful. I, 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 I got to ask my wife what the name of the band was. The name of the group was. But uh, also, they when she came down the aisle, I can't sing this song for anything because Beyonce sings it. But it was. Uh, you can sing better than Beyonce, Don. I wish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you should have seen joelle's face everybody joelle made a face like how dare you sir you gotta be out your mind joelle's right. face was like i but will I feel not like that's joelle's joelle's face was like i will not be a part of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yo it's funny it's just like the character when, Wonder, when uh, Eddie Murphy makes fun of Stevie Wonder and the dude comes up to Eddie, Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder's a musical genius, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't joke about Beyonce. You cannot. Oh. You can't even say jokingly Donald Faison sings better than him. People like Joelle like lose their breath. That's about, we lost about 75 <laughs> listeners just now alone. No, yeah. People were like, that. I love the podcast, but That's if you say me. Donald Faison <laughs> sings better than Beyonce, <laughs> fuck y'all. <laughs> She's fuck, like queen and sister. Fuck Scrubs. <laughs> fuck Donald. <laughs> is she your queen, Joelle? She is. Listen, she has the hottest track out right now. She just released a new one with Megan Thee Stallion. I believe that one, but that, on that, that, that track was dope before Beyonce oh, got truly, on. Oh, truly. Truly. Okay. She, okay. she elevated it. She yeah. gave us a whole Just like week. that Ed Sheeran record got elevated after Beyonce got on it, dude. It's true. It's yeah, true. no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Beyonce, you- Beyonce be lacing people, man. I'm telling you right now. There are people that have songs, and the song will be really good, and then she sings a verse on it, and all of a sudden the song is a top five on the Billboard charts, man. Like that Ed Sheeran song was dope, and it was it was already on the Billboard charts for a long time, and then she sang on it, and it's and and it broke even more records thanks to her, man. I'm just I met her once, you know. So did I, and you were like, "Go!" I met her once. Well, I met her several times. We weren't after together. The yeah, we were. And you were like, yo, that's Beyonce. I was like, that's not Beyonce. Why would Beyonce be Wait, at Wait, are you party? talking about it at, at, at that, that restaurant bar, No Name in Hollywood? No, no, no. That's we where met I Beyonce met Beyonce way before that. We went out one night to a port. Uh, Please respect my father and call her Beyonce. I don't. Uh, yes, Beyonce. <laughs> we went out. We went out. This Beyonce is something else. <laughs> we went out to a ferrari party or something like that you me raiden and carrie brothers mm-hmm. and beyonce was there with somebody this is well before hova well before all of that this is early on in scrubs early beyonce yeah yeah and uh i remember you guys being like go say hi to her and i was like get the fuck out of here that's beyonce dude and this is before she even had the solo record or anything like that she was still with destiny's child and i was still like i can't i'm you know <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, what if I say hi and she says, get the fuck out of here? And so yeah, finally she, she could, looked at me. She was, and she was single, like, maybe. Maybe she was single. Oh, dude. Finally, she looked at me and she goes, hi, and gives me to look like, motherfucker, say hi, dude. What oh, shit. We're the only black people at this party. <laughs> <laughs> that was the look? The look was where the only black like, people at this party? what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. My bad. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I don't remember that. That's funny. Long time ago, dude. So you just said hi? And I just said hi, and I walked, and we walked away. I, listen, man, I played myself to so many of these lovely ladies in Hollywood that I decided I will never do that again. Like, I played myself. Every, you, you saw how hard I went after Casey. I've, I've, I've done things that are so stupid that I was like, what was I thinking when I look back at it now? You know what I mean? You mean like you should have taken your shot? No, like I shouldn't have taken a shot at all oh, oh, because oh. I sounded like an idiot. When yeah. I did take my shot. We all have those flinch moments where you're like, oh, that was awkward. That was right. But I was in a restaurant bar uh, called No Name uh, that's since closed, um, run by my friend Brian Ling um, on Fairfax in, in Hollywood. And it was like a, a, a cool restaurant bar. And upstairs on like a mezzanine, there was a private area where you could have a private dinner party or you could have a small cocktail party. And... If you went past that room, there was uh, another room. So we were headed to that room, he and I and somebody else. And I came up the stairs and I come around the corner and there just seated alone at this private table was Beyonce and Jay-Z. And they looked up and they stared at me and I stared back at them. And they had big smiles on their faces like saying hi. But I was like, I was in total shock. I really was. I froze. Yeah, they, that's, that's royalty, man. They got that, they got that glow, man. They got that Bruce Leroy <laughs> but glow. But it was also you like you come, you come around a bend and you're not expecting to see like there's no one else in the room. I mean, it was just Beyonce and Jay-Z having private dinner. And I was like, and I just walked in. like. I walked. Did you say hi? <laughs> of course. I said, okay. oh, my, I said, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Hi, hi. And they were like, hey, how are you? And I said, I'm good. Um, uh you guys are awesome. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to keep moving. You yeah. know, they they were very sweet. They obviously smiled and, and laughed at me cuz I I was like a nervous wreck. I played I, myself so many times with Jay-Z, it's ridiculous. Like he come on, man. Like there's certain people on my list of people that I think are, you know, the shiz and he's one of them. Him, Michael Jordan, you know, Denzel Washington, uh Harrison Ford, you know, Billy D. Billy D Williams when it comes to athletes, I have a lot of athletes on my list, but not. A, I don't have a lot of rappers on my list where I see them and I'm like, holy shit. I used to be like that, but then I grew out of that phase. If now there's one just, athlete you could meet, and not just me, if there's one athlete that would be like, Donald, let's go get a drink. I want to get to know you better. Who would it be? Oh, man. Well, he's no longer with us, but that's Kobe Bryant. That's the easy one. Uh, wow. I met Michael Jordan once, and that was cool. And I met Kobe several times, but there was something special about Kobe Bryant that was like, you know... I mean, I, and Michael Jordan too. Uh, but, you know, when I first moved out to LA, Kobe Bryant was just getting, you know, he just arrived. And uh, I got to meet him way before he played basketball and stuff. And What do you mean before he played basketball? So LA is a small town. We act like it's a huge, Hollywood is huge and stuff like that. But you run into people in LA. And one of my friends was uh, not dating uh, Shea Bryant, but was hanging out with Shea Bryant. And so Shea would come over to my apartment like all the time and we would, you know, hang out and, you know, go to the movies or go to Magic Mountain, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And one day she comes over, we're going to Magic Mountain and she comes over and she's like, yo, my brother's outside. He wants to talk to you. And I was like, oh shit. What is, <laughs> why does your brother want to talk to me? 
But he wasn't famous yet. No, everybody knew who Kobe Bryant was at this point. He had right. taken Brandy to the prom. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, wow. Okay. So I go outside, and he had broken his arm playing basketball at the beach, at Venice Beach, at the courts on Venice Beach, right? So he had the cast on, and I remember when he broke his arm, I remember thinking, come on, man, you've got this contract coming up. What are you doing playing basketball at Venice Beach? That was what my thought was. When I saw him with the cast, I was like, oh, shit, he got the cast on, yo. Like, it was... It was <laughs> Oh, because you had heard about it. Yeah, I heard about it, but I was like, yo, he got you the cast. You were like, the cast. The cast, yo. <laughs> did you think he was going to let you sign it? No, no, no. But I, but, I did, but I definitely thought, I was like, this dude's about to tell me, you know, I better respect his sister and all of that stuff. Right. And th- there was nothing going on with me and his sister. So I go outside, and he's like, hey, man, how you doing? I just wanted to meet you. You know, you going to Magic Mountain with my sister. I just wanted to meet you to make sure you know oh, that I know that you're That's are, sweet. He's looking yeah, out for his sister. He was looking for it out, out for his sister, right? Well, that's, uh, that's, that's a cool story. Yeah, but I, I, I ran into him several times after that. But I just, when I first moved to LA, Kobe Bryant was in LA also. That's so tragic. I keep, you know, you got me thinking it's, about it's it. It's un- like it's unbelievable. I just want y'all to know, man, I loved Kobe Bryant. Like, I loved Kobe Bryant. I named yeah. my kid Kobe. I know, I know, and yeah. there's, you know, I, I, God, I see the love. There's all these amazing murals all over town. I'm sure you've seen him. Yeah, he was one of the most beloved people in, in the country, probably the yeah. world, maybe world. Easy. Should we should we switch tones and get into the episode? Let's do it. We, you know, th- this is an episode with. It was directed by Mark Buckland, written yes. by Mark Stegman. Yeah, two marks. Two marks. Uh, My blind Mark's, date. Uh, yes, uh, Mark Stegman is. Great writer, great friend. Yeah. Funny yeah. guy. I believe he went to write on Community after mm-hmm. us and um, some other shows. And Mark Buckland, I really think Mark Buckland, I'm going to say it now, in nine years, uh, one of, by far one of our top directors. Yeah, well, that's easy. This yeah, episode but- is, is not, to, not to say as a director, but as a director, this yeah. episode is incredibly directed. Well, well, well directed. That and, you know, it really makes that, a. That, I know we're going to get to it, but we're going to get to yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a really cool oneer. For those of you who don't know what a oneer is, it's when the camera never cuts, so there's no edit. It's a long one shot that moves around and involves lots of choreography, and it often takes a lot of times to get it right. Um, and uh, it's just done really well. But the also, one in I this just, episode is amazing. I really want to say, you know, the thing about TV directing is these guys and gals who do this. You come in. You, you have to execute your vision, but in the tone of the style that's been d- d- established by the showrunner and by whoever directed the pilot, in this case, Adam Bernstein. The, the showrunner and the pilot director sort of set, this is the look of this show. It, it has this vibe. The camera can move like this. This is, this is the sort of tools you can use, and that, now you go do it. So for a director to stand out, it's it's tricky. You got how how you can put your own stamp on it because otherwise mm. it's just kind of like okay, I'm here to execute someone else's someone else's vision. But but someone like Mark Buckland with his level of talent really does stand out. You, I was watching this before I even knew that it was Mark. I was watching, going, oh, someone good directed this. I can tell already. There's just a he finds a way to put his own stamp on it. And uh, I I looked it up because I haven't seen Mark in years. Also a really good card magician, uh, if you remember that, Donald. Yeah, also a really great ping pong player. Yeah, I remember that. But during downtime, he would do these insane card tricks. He was one of those guys. Um, He's he's doing a show called – he produces and directs a show called Stumptown. Great show. uh, Do you watch it? 
It's on the ABC lineup with uh, the new ABC lineup. And, Colby, you know, Colby as, uh, Smolders, is that her name? Yeah, yeah. yeah as you know, I uh, do a television show for ABC called Emergence. Emergence, yes. yes. And when are we finding out if we're getting a season two? We have no idea. I don't even know if Stumptown knows if they're getting a season two yet. or if, uh, or And if they do... Then probably uh, we didn't get it, but all I know. Is when when do when does ABC tell you that we, they're going to tell no, you? Things are different right now, man. Life is different right now. Nothing is the same. I'm supposed to find out. We were supposed to find like upfronts is the 14th or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we should be finding out soon, but I don't know. Dude, Will you be doling knows. out drunken noogies at this year's upfronts? I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I did. I, yo, you know what? Last year I did crash the NBC upfront. Uh-huh. I did crash that, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, to to do anyway, um, Mark Buckland also just to finish my Mark Buckland research uh, won an Emmy for directing the pilot of My Name Is Earl. Oh, nice! Yeah, so he's a very talented fellow. Very, very, very. Talented. And I just wanted to say that that, uh, that I really notice uh, how how good he is. So this episode has a lot of good stuff in it, man. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. This was a great one. I laughed aloud. I laughed out loud. The, none none harder than Kelso. When Kelso goes, <laughs> she goes, Dr. Kelso, I'm not going to sue the hospital. And he goes, oh, and then just walks out. <laughs> he just leaves. <laughs> Elizabeth Bogish was a, a, a guest star who did an arc, um, really a talented um, gal. And she, this was JD's first, first love, love interest. interest. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. And I was just going through the rest of season one. I think she's the only, I could be wrong, so sorry if you know better than I do, but she's the only love interest before... Sarah and and I start uh, a relationship. Really, really, Joelle, isn't that what happens? Uh, 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 I'm not aware. I haven't gone forward. Well, at Joelle all, but... might know, or she can look it up. But I, I think what happens is there's three episodes with uh, Liz Bogish, and then uh, and then Elliot and I start our 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 our, our thing. I think Your that's what that happens. That is correct. Okay, good. Okay. See, I was right, Donald. I did my research. I did a lot of research for this episode. I that's got a good trivia. Episode. I want the fans to know. I did. I got trivia. You want to know the trivia right to start off the right off the bat? It's a good one. Go for yours. So, so, so Cox is trying to get his his perfect uh, game. All right, I got to ask you a question before you do the trivia. Then what? Did you know what the perfect game was before we started doing before the show? I know what a perfect pitcher game is. Yeah, I know it's happened. My brother's a, my brother's a baseball fanatic. My father was a baseball fanatic, so I know some things. So, and you now, knew don't talk to the pitcher while now he's that I didn't know, and I wanted to okay. talk to you about that because. First of all, how the fuck does JD know that? I mean, JD doesn't know anything about sports. We hammer it home in every episode, and all right. of a sudden, JD's whispering like, you know, stuff about you never talk. You know, you know that you don't talk to the pitcher during a game. So tell me about this real quick. This is a thing. If the pitcher's doing really well in a game, you don't talk to him, like in the in the in the dugout. You ice him. Yeah, you I, you don't you leave him alone. You don't say anything to him and let him. You don't even beat. give him a butt tap. Nah, you don't say. Look. You don't want to be the reason that his rhythm all of a sudden falls off. You but know what, what if I mean? I'm throwing a perfect game and I'm like, holy shit, in my head, I'm like, I'm fucking killing this. And then I go into the dugout and I get no butt taps and I'm like, oh, why aren't they tapping my butt? And then I start spiraling. You know I'm right like, away. no butt taps. I'm going to fuck it up now. What? Well, and, then, and it'd be your fault that you fucked it up, not their fault. Because okay, they, so they ignore they you. If they tap you on the butt and, you'll, and then you don't have a perfect game, you could be like, motherfucker, why'd you tap me on the butt? I see. So, so, so that's a thing. You just ice him. You don't talk to him. You let that person do what they got to do 
to get that. Okay, to get see that, that I didn't game. know. That I didn't yeah. know, and I find it hilarious that JD didn't know because That's hilarious. <laughs> why That's did hilarious. even Joelle wrote that down in her notes? She's like, "How the hell does JD know all this stuff about?" <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's a little trivia for you. Ready? Okay, let's do it. There's 27 patients that in the ICU that Dr. Cox is trying to keep alive th- through midnight. Do you know why 27? I don't. There's 27 uh, outs in nine innings. Holy shit. Mark Ladies Stegman. and gentlemen, slow clap. Slow clap, clap for Zach Braff. Why? I didn't. I, it's not my trivia. I got it off Scrubs Wiki. But um, but um, I, don't know if, I don't know if Mark Stegman gets that. But you did it, JD! With- <laughs> Way to go, JD! <laughs> Way to go, Zach. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't figure that out. I read that, so don't be too proud oh. of me. I don't even know if that's what we give Mark Stegman credit for that. All right, let's ask Bill. That's a good Bill question. Bill, you're not going to remember. And he, Bill's going to be like, that was me. That was me. <laughs> no, but Bill, it's very clever that uh, there's 27 patients and there's 27 outs in nine innings. Uh, who came up with that? 27 outs in a ball game to save in 27 patients uh, came around because the episode started with Dr. Cox wanting to have a perfect game. You know, and a perfect game in baseball, Zach, which is a sport, is uh, not only does no one get a hit, but um, nobody even gets a walk or gets on base with an error. So it's not just a no-hitter. It's a perfect game. You only face 27 batters. Uh, That's it. All right. So Death's Back, played by the wonderful Randall Winston. Yeah, Death is Back by Randall Winston. Now, I don't mean to take a dig at Randall, but... Listen, man. Listen, I, I love, love Randall to death. Randall I love Randall to death, but with all my heart, now don't. I don't, don't think if Randall was auditioning, he would have gotten this role because Death isn't the best <laughs> actor. <laughs> if you guys, if you, I love Randall to death, but if Death had, if, if if SAG actors had auditioned for this part, we probably could have gotten a better fucking performance. Oh, that's horrible that you say that, dude. No, I'm sorry, but for I, those I, of you who don't know, Randall Winston. Is uh, the line producer on Scrubs? Was the line producer at the time on Scrubs? Yeah, yeah. He's since gone on to be an executive producer on. He's killing it. He's directs. On he directs other shows. Producers. He directs he's now. He's 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 very he's a very very established uh, producer, producer slash yeah. director in uh, on television right now. Also, he married my wife and I in uh, Zach's backyard. He was the master of ceremony. I forgot you were married by death. (laughs) Yeah, married by death in your backyard. Randall Winston is one of my all-time favorite people. So don't you dare. It's like like Joelle and Beyonce. Don't you dare say nothing bad about Randall Winston. You made a face like Joelle made Listen, I just want to say I love the guy to death. He's an extremely talented producer. Um, I don't know that acting is necessarily his forte. But, oh, boy. But listen, uh, Death talks to his daughter. I don't know that in any, in any art form I've ever seen Death's daughter. But <laughs> there she so is. They look so much alike. They look so much alike. She's in a Girl Scout outfit trying to sell her, her, her cookies. Right. Well, that's why Death's occupied. He's selling cookies it's pretty with funny, his daughter though. to try to help he, Dr. Cox out. He's a, Death says something like, she's in second place, and if the first place girl keeps winning, we're just going to take her. <laughs> going to take her. <laughs> in the ICU, where there's a lot of the scene takes place, there's a lot of amazing camera work. At 116, there's a cool 360 pan. Um, it's always challenging for the cinematographer and for filmmakers to light when there's no place to put the lights. 
And when the camera is, is uh, steady camming, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's, I think we've mentioned it before, it's, it's this rig that mounts on a steady cam operator's body and it allows him or her to move around and it gives the, and they can run and do all these cool shots and the camera always looks like it's floating. A lot of scrubs was shot on a steady cam because of all the quick uh, walking and, and running around. And sorry to digress, our steady cam operator has a cameo in this episode. Did you recognize Charles Pappert, Donald? Where was Pappert at? Oh, yeah, he was the guy on the uh, He's with the, the MRI. Machine. He's the MRI, the MRI tech. Guy. Yeah. When the MRI goes awry and you see a guy freaking out. By the way, speaking of people who aren't actors giving a decent performance, I thought Charles, Charles did a Pappert. wonderful job. Yeah, you know, Charles Pappert. Uh, every time I run into Charles Pappert, yes. every time I run into him, yes. he's like, he'll introduce me to the people on his in his camera crew and he'll be like tell him the song and i'll be like what like sing him the song they i've told everybody about the song i was like are you fucking serious right now he's like sing him the song it's the transformers melody but i don't remember the words <laughs> you remember the words charles pappard all balls, balls and, and no shaft all balls <laughs> and no shaft yeah I love that he's never I make I, the show. I I love that he's begging you to sing a begs song me. to his begs friends me. about how he's all balls and no shaft. All balls, no shaft. He begs me to sing. Charles and he's, he, it's like he says to them, "So Donald Faison's coming in today. He has a special song about me." I I want to say that what's funny about that song is that it's the Transformers melody, but and sung very softly like a ballad. But it's right. it's but it's all balls and no shaft. <laughs> Anyway, Charles Pappert uh, was our steady cam operator, and he uh, <laughs> plays the MRI tech. And I thought he did a wonderful job. I thought he did. A oh, he does job. an amazing job in the episode. Well, he well, also I, was amazing. He's an amazing steady cam and normal cam operator. Right. I've worked with him several times since then. He right. Did. And maybe he's had some, uh, you know, a surgery to adjust his lack right, of shaft. Right. To adjust his, his situation. <laughs> uh, he. Uh, he did he I, even get I, like a shaft extender? Is that a thing? I once asked uh, Real JD about that. I was like, yo, so what is this about this penis enlarging stuff? You don't need that. Why the hell are you asking about that? Listen, man. Everybody wants to be bigger. Do you remember in the in the episode of Bahamas? When I, do you remember in the episode of Bahamas when I, when, I, when I thought I saw an eel? Yeah, and it was my, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're going to go to break while you guys think about Donald's eel. Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit, and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds. And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day. Oh, really? 
Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein. Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors of Kind seeds, fruit and nuts bars, and Kind savory bars. Shop on KindSnacks.com today. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Speaking of your eel, my girlfriend's mom uh, was oh, FaceTiming no. me about the show, about our podcast because she listens. And she was like, I, I really like it, but you guys talk about your willies too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I as we began to talk about your eel, I was, th- I was hearing uh, my girlfriend's mom talking, telling us that we talk about our willies too much. So sorry to the people of the United Kingdom. Donald likes to talk about his willie. I, whoa. I don't like talking about my Willie. Colonel Doctor at 249. I just got yes. excited to see him. Yes. Uh, Snoop Dogg intern. A lot of the greats are in this episode. Yes. Lynn's in the episode. A lot of people. Um, yeah, Lynn. Deontay. Um, once again. Deontay. Deontay uh, worked a lot. Yeah. Well, Deontay was there Double every day. Duty. So what they, would yeah. do, what they would do is sometimes when they needed more background performers than they had, they would ask the stand-ins to, to put on a costume and and join the scene. I think that's what happens. Well, yeah, not just that. Also, the stand-ins are, you know, they're all good actors on their own. You know what I mean? You give Deontay a line, he, he'll he deliver it. Well, not everyone, but Deontay was someone who was a good actor. Right, and so... But my point know, is is that um, I think usually the, the stand-ins weren't dressed in costume, so no. often when you see them, my brain goes, oh, they, they wanted a couple more bodies, so they asked them to suit up. Right, but they're always prominently featured, if you noticed. 
Well, of course, because like they're not. They're not. Dante's not fucking around. He knows where the camera is. Right. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's knows. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> they're saying Deontay's first rodeo. He knows where right. that camera's going to be. He's he knows like, what if, he's, doing. he's like, if I'm going to put on these scrubs, you're going to see me. Right. 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 All right. So uh, at 4:02, there's this long monologue with Johnny C. By the way, Johnny C. is incredible Crush, in this episode. Crushes this episode. Well, incredible. you know what? I've learned that I, you know. I didn't appreciate it when it was there. You know what I mean? There were so many lessons to be learned just from watching Johnny, just from watching Judy, just from watching Ken. And, you know, you want to get the fuck out of there at a certain point in time. You know what I mean? And I look back at this stuff now, and Johnny crushes this episode. He's he's, very funny. You know, I I agree with you, Donald. Watching, even just watching the however many we've watched, uh, uh, 12 at this point, I'm I'm really um, taken by... What a good actor uh, Johnny McGinley is. He's just, yeah. he's fantastic. And uh, this episode really highlights how good he is. And Sarah's wonderful in this episode. Oh my gosh, well. she's amazing in it. Do you find it's weird? I always find it weird in a TV show when they reference another TV show. So right. here here we reference, I, I reference ER, for of all things, another hospital TV show. I think we were trying to be funny. Uh, no, one. I know, but I just think it. I always think it's weird when you when JD me playing a, a a fake doctor on television then references another doctor show. I just think I just pulls me out of the show. It's I find it weird. See, but the problem is is that in ER, Anthony Edwards was still kind of he still kind of looked like uh, the character he played in Top Gun. You know what I mean? No, he didn't. He was more bookish and academic. Kind of, sort of, but he's still kind of. You know, by the way, good on Anthony it, fucking Edwards. Is it, it Anthony really Edwards? It really is Revenge of the Nerds that you're like, holy shit, that's the dude from Revenge of the Nerds. Anthony Edwards. Gun. Anthony Edwards has had such a career. Can we just talk about him for a second? Let's get it. Get that, is, it. that is the right name, right? Anthony Edwards? Absolutely. What's the name of the black guy named Anthony Edwards? And you're thinking of Anthony Anderson, you moron. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> 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 They're very similar. Um, Anthony Edwards. By the way, I love that you knew what I was talking about. That's how close we are, baby. <laughs> um, Anthony Edwards has spanned Revenge of the Nerds to yeah. Top Gun. Yes. And then back to, to ER yeah. and, 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 and a zillion other things, I'm sure. But those are the things I, I most think of him for. Yeah, he, he's got range. The now, are we not range. allowed to like Revenge of the Nerds anymore? I know that it has a very problematic movie. But man, as a child, that was life-changing for me, that movie. I went with a babysitter to see that movie in the theater. Oh. And... And I was, I think I was 1984. I was probably. Did your babysitter get kicked out? Listen, I think it was, I was nine, I think. I can't believe I got to go see this movie with a babysitter. Was your babysitter fired? Was it 1984? Joel, can you look that up, please? I remember went to see, and I had a crush on her, a nine-year-old crush. And then I see this movie that's obviously R, and I can't believe I was seeing this. And then I, I, I at the end, I was so riled up. I was so turned on, if you will, by the movie. And I thought, I, 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 yes, thanks. She says it's 1984. I, 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 in my mind, I thought like, oh, I'm going to try and impress my date. I just started thinking of her like she was my date. And we went into like a, 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 a CVS type, you know, pharmacy giant, you know, one of those big ones. And I forgot someone, my sister probably wanted to buy something. And I was like in an aisle and I was like, what can I, what can I act like I want to buy that's going to seem impressive to my babysitter? <laughs> And we were in like, a, I was in like, I went in like the hardware aisle because that felt masculine. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I saw this, this battery. You remember one of those big chunky batteries? Not a car battery, but like for like a lantern. It was like yeah. this bit, like, you know, like, like, you know, this, this, <laughs> a lantern battery basically. 
And I, and I remember looking at it and then I saw my periphery, she was coming down the aisle and she's like, what are you doing in this aisle? And I was like, see this? And I pointed to the battery and she goes, yeah. I go, this is what I want for my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Because in my mind, I thought she would be like, whoa. This, this kid, this kid is deserves fucking, to see my boobs now. <laughs> this kid is fucking manly. I know he's nine, but if he's into batteries like this big, <laughs> I, I I really thought I really I, I remember this many years later. I remember thinking like, just act like you want this fucking battery, bro. <laughs> That's what Revenge of the Nerds. That's what Revenge of the Nerds did to me. Oh no! All right, let's move on. The French fry fright. Talk about this, John, because you're married. You probably have this fight with your wife. I believe in this fight, and I believe in Turk's side of this fight too. And you know, at the end of the show, it goes someplace different. But absolutely, if I if we go to get burgers at McDonald's and I get a combo meal, and I ask you what you want, and you say I'll just have a burger, you're not eating my fries. God damn it! Right. Those are my fries. Does this happen okay? all the time? It sounds like you got riled up just now. Is this, does this happen in your home? I got riled up because of this dude that was teaching me how to ride the bike today. Oh, yeah. You've taken on his persona. You are, you are, as an actor, you are like a sponge, and you've taken on his persona, Donald. Um, I, am, I, am, I am the bike riding instructor Right. From this do you remember afternoon. His, do, you remember, do you remember his name? No, I don't remember his name. God damn it. I'm just him right now. Okay, calm down. Calm down. He's probably having anyway. a smoothie on a, on a couch right now, and you're right. all... He's, so, he's somewhere <laughs> drinking orange goo-goo. <laughs> he's, um. probably, he's probably in a steam room with other dudes. Um, anyway, but no, this is sincere. And this happens all the time, and I, I, I used to hate this when... But then this is also when I knew, holy cow, I love my wife. We would go and get food from someplace like Astro Burger or McDonald's or something like something quick and fast and greasy and everything after a night out of partying in the club. Right. And I'll be like, do you want anything? And she'll be like, no, I'm not really that hungry. In my mind, I knew exactly what that meant. That meant right. she's going to eat my shit. Right. So would you order extra for her? No. Well, at first you don't realize that. And then after, when it when it gets to where Turk and Carla are it's when you start testing it and you're like i'm gonna test and see if when i say do you want anything and she says no i'm good i bet you she's gonna grab my fries watch that's what's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's gonna happen right and when it happens you're like i knew it and you and you and you explode and that's what happened with turk turk was online with carla at the cafeteria and he's getting all of this food right and she's looking at him and in his mind he's like she's gonna want this stuff she's gonna want it it does feel like an example of not sweating the small stuff, though, doesn't it? But that's not the small stuff. Come on, man. That's not... Fries French aren't fries. small stuff. No, that's not the small stuff. <laughs> Harley Pasternak, who we both know, very fancy yes. celebrity trainer, he told me that... I think it was him who told me uh, that French fries are, uh, is the worst thing you can put in your body. He once told me pizza was the worst thing you could put in your body. So I don't know. I think that was him just trying to get you to stop eating French fries. And he also told me something I'll never forget. That a ban- he calls a banana a sugar stick. He's like, you might as well have a candy bar. Banana is just sugar. Really? Yeah. Well, I love a banana. I do Har- love a Harley, banana. Fa- I- Celebrity yeah, trainer not- Harley Pasternak ruined bananas for me. 
I still eat bananas. I like them in my smoothie. But um, but he told me that they have, even though it's natural sugar, it's filled with sugar. But wow. he also said French fries are the worst thing you can put in your body because it's just saturated fat. Yeah, but he also told me pizza was the worst thing you could put in your body. He got and you in was- good shape once, and you played basketball with Yeezy, right? I have played basketball with Con Yeezy. Yeah, was it at gave- Harley's house? I gave Yeezy and Common the business. They know what's up. Uh, they know you- what's up. Don't act like y'all don't know. Yeah, I'm sure Yeezy's listening. Listen, did you play? <laughs> did you play it at? Uh, right, he's somewhere in Wyoming. Like, do you? Did you I play it at, at, at Harley's house? Talking about me, huh? Did you play what? at Harley's house? I uh, no, we would go and play at like a a, a gym. We would go to a gym. He would rent oh. out a gym, and me, him. Because uh, oh, that's the only time I ever. When I was working out with Harley, that's the only time I ever met Kanye. And it was before he became you know enormous. Well, he was famous. still huge. Kanye's been Kanye. Was no, huge. I know, but I didn't. He wasn't a household name at at this right, time. Right. Yeah. Uh, he was making that music since back in the day. And I used to get on the the the, the treadmill next to Rick Fox, uh, Donald, who's a. I famous... played basketball with Rick Fox before too. Really? Yeah, I played basketball with a lot of people. I know you're fancy. All right, listen. Um, a drunk clown hurt me once. Laughed out loud. Laughed, laughed out loud. Laughed out loud. I don't know if I made that up or not. I would like to take credit for it. Okay, let's ask Bill. Uh, Bill's not going to remember, and if so, he's definitely not going to give me credit. But Joel, please ask him who made up A Drunk Clown Hurt Me Once, and make sure to put in parentheses, Zach believes it might be his. He's going to come back with the sassiest answer, and here it is. A Drunk Clown Hurt Me Once was Zach Braff Improv. Uh, He uh, came up with that, and I remember watching it happen, and I remember taking credit for it afterwards. Thank you, Bill. We haven't heard Bill's answer, but I'm just going to say, thank you, Bill. I agree. No, no. Thank you, I Bill. Don't think, I, I don't. I don't know that you're going to agree with. What I he might has not to agree. Say. I might yeah, not agree. I don't know that you're going to. Agree uh, with a drunk clown hurt me once is very funny. I got to say, yeah. I laughed out loud about that because God knows what that story is. <laughs> and how you found out the clown was drunk is. I love. Story. I love these JD things that never get explored. Like these long. You know, there's times like there's this random sentences that that you know we we could have gone into a fantasy, right. but we but we never do. I love those right. rare moments. <laughs> like yeah, like I got treed by a coyote. that is probably my favorite episode and you know why because you directed it it's the first one i directed but also not just saying that because i directed it that is a fucking epic great episode oh that's a great episode that's you know what season that is oh my god i love that episode whenever heavy shows up i know what i know what it happens i got joelle will you please look up for me what episode that is it's the first one i directed i don't even i have no idea what it's called heather graham's in it but donald i got treed by a coyote yeah that one, and then I'm starting to see why, uh, what did he say his name was? I'm starting to see why Leon outfoxed you. I don't remember that. Uh, Jason Bateman. I like, to make, I like to make belts out of their oh, necks. Oh, and Jason Bateman <laughs> says, I like to make belts out of their necks. I mean, how stoned were they must have been in the writer's room when they oh, came up gosh. with the idea that the ostriches are, are, are sentries. Right? Yeah, right. No, they're right. right. So in yeah. Jason Bateman's character's home... He has ostriches, but they, they not only work as guards, but they stole your kango. Right. <laughs> and put it on. Right. Oh, that's Leon. <laughs> Very funny episode. All right. We're back to this one. Michael uh, McDonald is back. Michael McDonald is back. That he was right to, away. He was just on. We should have him on. And he's playing the same guy. I think, Joel, you may he's, have thought uh, he was playing multiple characters. He's always he is playing, definitely playing the same guy. He plays a hypochondriac who's always... I believe, unless uh, the fan would is wrong, that he plays different characters in a later season. 
Okay. Well, okay. we don't know. Maybe the fans will tell us um, on the social medias. But I believe that he's always playing a hypochondriac. The episode, uh, thank you, Joel, for finding this, that we, Donald and I were talking about, was is, is season four, episode eight, My Last Chance. Um, it's probably my favorite episode of the whole, one of, one of my top three of the whole run. Granted, it was my first time directing, and that was special. But also, Bill, because he's so fucking competitive, decided to write an episode that should have been shot in, like, 10 days and because uh, it was epic. We called it Scrubs the Movie. If you recall, it's the one where Donald and I uh, have a permission slip from Elliot that allows JD to sleep with Heather Graham's character. And we go on an epic night-long quest to find Molly to give her the permission slip. Um, I have a, a question for you. Yeah. When you were making this episode, did you realize when you were making it how big of an episode it was for you to have to execute? Yes, I knew. I knew it. Bill, Bill's a big brother to us both, and it's always been competitive with me. Like we don't play sports, so the competition came in like in other ways. Right. So it came in like okay, Zach, it was after Garden State, and he's like Garden State was a success, and he's like okay, you can direct. Here's the script, and it was like the most <laughs> epic, impossible thing. You know, we shot an episode of Scrubs traditionally in five days, and uh, you had to write them so they were they were executable in five days. And uh, and this was you remember Donald? We were like oh, yeah, on the was... we were on the Universal back lot. There was an yeah. ambulance chase with a, with a, with an accident. Yeah. It was huge, and I just remember being like, "Oh my god, he's totally testing if I can pull this off." And you did, and, you and I did. And yeah, I did. I think it's amazing. I mean, we were ziplining across yeah. the universal backlog. Well, let's save it for that episode. I know. Sorry. You got me talking about it because I, I really okay. love that episode. Um, okay. So now we're at this awesome wonder. Wait, no, you're going too fast. I want to talk about Sammy. The legendary Sammy Lloyd has some good stuff in this episode. Oh, my goodness. Okay. At, five, yes. at 509, Sammy Lloyd comes in. And uh, I, I remember now because he's covered in sweat. Yes. And right, right, before, right before takes, they would sweat Sam up. So he would cold, totally look like he was always on the verge of a panic attack. Yes, yes. And, um, and, and, and Kelso goes to him, tell him, Todd. And he goes, it's Ted. Ted, but it's, know, Ted it's only even, been nine years. It's only been but... 12 years. <laughs> and then at 527, he laughed when he goes, and then the, if, this, if that happens, the higher-ups' heads are going to roll. And then he starts <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sam has some funny shit. Later, later on in the MRI room, um, Wait, <laughs> run away with me. Yeah, he goes, run away with me. <laughs> and then before that, wait, I wrote down something. It was so funny. He says, since my wife left me, I find it hard to see past the evil. Yeah, <laughs> he, right. <laughs> 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 something about, like, I can't date women. Since my wife left me, I, I find it hard to see past the evil. Now, he finds love again. He finds love on the show later, too, right? Yeah, with um, Mizuchi. Right, with, with the gooch. Yeah, the Gooch, played by Kate Micucci, who's a, a very talented gal and plays the uh, and, and sings really well and plays the ukulele very well. Yes. Um, so Donald Liz Bogish, I I she did a great job. Of course, that's her voice. Uh, imagine getting a part. Good thing she knew she had uh, two more episodes coming up because imagine getting a part and being like, "Hey, we're never going to see your face." And I had forgotten at the end of the episode they were clever enough to not even reveal her. That was cool. Right, and you had to wait until the next episode. Right, but it wasn't even like to be continued. It was like right. some of the audience might have been like, oh, we never see her, you know? Right. Well, that's that's also very interesting because this is – so at some point during the season, the show does start to connect where it becomes a serial, right? Where it becomes a uh, – is that the right way to put it? Where Yeah, when, like when, they're, every, when, they're, yeah when they're going in an every order. Every episode the, is connected to – and then it breaks apart again. 
I always like the fact that you could tune into Scrubs and no matter what episode you catch it on, it's like you, you know. Yeah, you, you can watch it out of order, as right. I'm sure they aired it on, on syndication out of order, I imagine. But but right. but, uh, but this specific, yeah. these specific two episodes. Well, people would also, you know, back. yeah, and certain actors would do arcs. You know, they'd do three, you know. Right. Um, I think Liz did three. All right, but come on. First of all, why can't JD just bend down and look into the damn machine? I don't know, man. I don't, that's, I, you know, I'm... I'm if you wa- if you're worried about that, if you're worried about that, you're not really watching the show. I know, Donald, but I'm telling you, they rationalized it a little bit. You can tell the writers were wrestling with this because they were like, "Oh no, she's hurt herself. We can't move her." Otherwise, it was right. like, "Oh come on, girl, just climb out of the fucking thing." Right. Just- <laughs> <laughs> or if you're that worried, slide a backboard in there and help some dude slide right. her out. Right. I mean, let's get her out. But right. but it is very clever. But I just want to say that. Uh, I, the device was a little like, come on, buddy. Right, just, right. Just, just peek in there, JD. Right. Well, She's, you just see, but you would just see nostrils and forehead, though. Well, first of all, if you've, ever had, if you've ever had an MRI, and I have, you're deep I in have. that. You're deep in that thing. You're just, all the way in there. You're all the way in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know what the hell kind of MRI Liz Bogus was getting. Yeah, she, just the head, I guess. But even when it's just the head, you're all the way in. You want to take a break? Yeah, we should cut to commercial. They'll be here two minutes. So let's, you know what we should do? Give me a break. Give me a break. Say what? I'm not going to say the brand this is for. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases. And 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval term. Apply. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds. And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day. Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein. Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars. Shop on Amazon today. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with Donald Faison. And Zach Braff. Um, talking about this awesome oneer finally I've yeah. been dying to talk about this for the entire episode yeah so this this oneer shot that starts at uh 656 it goes for a full minute it's um very cleverly uh choreographed and um and um uh, well, and here's Jackie hi hi Jackie Jackie well, hi, Jackie, Jackie. Hi. Give it up for Jackie's phone <laughs> hi, I was Jackie. Use my, hi, I was going to use my computer, but I have a very old computer, and it just wasn't working at all. <laughs> no worries. We're just glad you're here. Um, and, and welcome to Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jackie! <laughs> Jack is here to surprise someone. Oh, another I surprise. Am. Joelle, you are just making people's month. I needed to pick me up and Jackie buzzed in and she All was right. like, what a surprise my boyfriend. So Jackie, what's the story here? Um, so at the end of this month is my boyfriend's 30th birthday. And I've been trying to figure out what I wanted to give him. Um, and he has no idea what he wants. So I thought this would be a really nice surprise because we both are huge fans. Thank you. And we just finished rewatching it for the millionth time. We watch it once a year together. Oh, Thank that's you awesome. so much. That, yeah, I, that's you. that's really cool, Donald. We got this is a this is a thirtieth birthday present. We gotta like. Do you want to straighten your shirt or something? Do you want to no, change I'm, your shirt because I'm, you know, I'm good, dog. Just... What's his name, Jackie? Sean. Sean. All right, it's big Sean. Um, All right. You know, it'd be funny if you tell Donald and I something about Sean that we they, we couldn't possibly know, and we'll we'll throw it out there during the conversation. Um, he. Is a very big D and D person. Oh okay. fuck yes. Okay, Donald, yeah, Donald, Donald can language. tap into that. Yes, he is we, a very big um, Dungeons and Dragons person. We actually are in DM? a campaign. Does no, he, he does not. He does not DM. Um, not yet. Um, he's Do actually, you DM? This I'm in my very first game with him right now. Okay. Um, how do you congratulations? I, I guess sorry have you for played, not. Have you played Dungeons and Dragons before, or is this your first time? This is my first time. And are you liking it? I am like, yeah, and we're having it to do remotely, unfortunately, because of the pandemic going on. But it's still really fun. Yeah, I yeah. would imagine a lot of D&D folks are doing this online these days, right? Yeah, they are. You could I probably like find to get really into good that. games. Yeah, Donald, can we get into a game, Donald? Because you like it, right? I do. I just It depends on what their rules are. You know what I mean? Certain rules are, I don't know, man. You play, you know, I grew up playing Dungeons and & Dragons, and so you kind of get used to your DM and then you go and play in somebody else's world and you're like, this is nothing like how I remember playing it. Now it can take a very long time, right? We don't have that much. Can mm -hmm. we go, can we do Hours. a campaign? Can we do a short campaign? Are you able to do a short campaign? 
It's possible, yes. Yeah. How long is the campaign that you're on right now? How long have you been doing it for? Um, we have been doing it, I want to say, for about a month. Oh, the same campaign? Mm-hmm. We meet up once a week, and we'll play for about four hours. Wow. Oh, so you guys play, like, short hours. You don't really do the eight-hour, nine-hour D&D. No. Unfortunately right. not, because some of them, like my boyfriend, has to go in the work in the morning. Um, right. So we used to it would that used to be the jam playing D and D until the sun came up, and then sleeping all day, and then getting back together that night and playing D and D again. Oh, he has we, had we, campaigns like that. <laughs> yeah, we used to love that. And I I grew up in the inner city, so I used to play D and D with a bunch of drug dealers. It's hilarious, really? dude. Really? Absolutely, dude. Why did you end up in a D and D with drug dealers? Because I grew up with a bunch of drug dealers as friends, dude. That's why. <laughs> so That's would they why. have to would they have to pause the campaign to deal drugs? No, 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 no. But it would just be funny because you know it's funny listening to your boy Tuki <laughs> rolling dice. Like so, I pull out my. You know, I reach into my bag of holding and pull out my sword plus five, and I swing. <laughs> wow! You know, <laughs> rolling dice turns into something completely different when you're in the hood, yo. It's something completely different, yo. That's and funny. It, it, you, you know what I mean? You roll a 20-side dice. This is the dope thing about 20-side dice. You could either do a 20-side dice, or you could do a 10-sided and a 6-sided, I think, at the same time. And that's the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And so you roll, and it's like rolling dice. You're like <laughs> blowing on the shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hitting it off the feet. Off the dogs, yo! Wow, on the table. You got rules. If it goes off the, if it goes off the, uh, the board, it doesn't count. And then you get particular about it. Like, let's say it does go off the board, but you roll a natural twenty, which is a critical hit in the game that my, that my buddy uh, would DM, and it rolled off the board. You'd fight for hours. Like, yo, just please let this stand. <laughs> let this be. <laughs> I used to love playing D and D. Well, maybe maybe Sean will let us into his game. Right, he maybe. would. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, let's All right, meet so Sean. So we'll bring that up. We'll bring that up in the conversation. Right. Like kind of crazy. Okay. Right. I, I made him hide um, in our bedroom. What so does he think's gonna happen? Does he does he have any idea what's about to happen? He's like, yo, she's he's he has guesses, but not really. <laughs> right. well, I hope we're the best of his guesses. What if his I guess doubt is it, like, dude? I doubt it. <laughs> he's gonna be like, you mean it's this? He's like, what the hell is this bullshit? I thought I was getting a new D and D die. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. I need to sit next to you. Okay. <laughs> you got to put the earphone in his ear. Sorry it's to direct you. I'm sorry to direct you. Yeah. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, bro! Oh. Happy birthday, bro! Happy birthday to you! <laughs> happy birthday to you! Happy birthday! Happy oh, birthday God. to you! <laughs> Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy oh birthday. Hi, Sean. It's Hi. Sean's birthday. All right, oh you can God. stop, Donald. Let he the man just speak. turned 30. <laughs> Donald, let the man speak. Jackie hooked it up. You got, a good, you got a good girlfriend. And she made it happen. And real friends. <laughs> oh how well, you happy, doing, man? Happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Good, Is this the surprise you expected? We want to make sure that we're better than the surprise you were expecting. Well, I I did make a guess earlier. Um, was it was it us? We've been listen- yeah, it was you, but I, it was like a out of the world, like, yeah, sure. I bet what maybe you did this. I thought I had like a friend coming over or something, but this <laughs> is uh <laughs> this is a friend coming over during quarantine? That's what you wanted? Yes. <laughs> no, Sean. 
No friends over. Maybe a masked friend. I don't All know. All right. Right on. <laughs> hey, man. Um, well, thank you for, for liking our show and for being fans of us. We, uh, we, we really appreciate it. And it's so it's – so, one of the cool things about this podcast is we get to randomly meet um, fans, and, and, uh, and it's, it's, so fun. It's, it's much fun for us to be able to see your face and talk to you. Absolutely. It's like, it's like when we play D&D. And yeah, like, we wish you, know you were I mean? into D&D because we were going to invite you into our game, but we, were t- we hear you're not into it. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just like when we play, right? And it's like you know you're going up against a goblin. Yeah, I grew or up. I grew up playing. I grew up playing. I grew up playing with. I grew up playing with with drug dealers in my in my hometown. Oh, dude, you're ruining my. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't even do it. <laughs> I was gonna take. I was gonna take your whole story and make it mine. <laughs> and impress Sean. Yeah, there's Tuki. <laughs> Um, oh my god yeah um so so tell us about yourself sean we want to get to know you briefly while we we have you oh where um, do you guys live uh we live in morgantown west virginia Mm -hmm. virginia in the house right 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 west virginia in the house what do you guys do for a living um i'm a pharmacy technician nice um Currently, I work at Ulta Beauty um, as a prestige beauty advisor, so I put makeup on people for a living right now. Nice. <laughs> but you're not able to do that, I imagine, right now. Or maybe you guys are open. I don't know. Um, we are open just for curbside pickup. Um, so only my managers are currently working. I have been home for the past month and a half. <laughs> oh, okay. You're not going to be able to go to the curb and put makeup on someone in the car. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> And when and when y'all reopen, I'm, I imagine it's going to be masks and gloves as you yeah. do it. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. Now, Sean, have you still been working? Because pharmacies are obviously open. Yeah, yeah. Still nothing. Every day. Yeah. So no time to Same play Dungeons thing. and Dragons then. Yeah. How are you able to do your campaign? Uh, she was t- um, telling us. We, we've been doing. Uh, we've been doing like Skype or um, Google Hangouts, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of online. Uh, and you're resources in, to use you're in three campaigns right now yeah, right i'm playing three different games well what right kind now. of character you do you have like i had a i had a cleric in one and then i had a monk in another like uh, my 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 brother at one point the dm got funky in the game we were playing and he got to play a ogre magi which was so sick oh dude. yeah yeah can he the dm can the dm make up any rules he, he or she wants yeah it's their world yep mm-hmm. they're yeah they're, wow. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I'm currently playing a uh, a Goliath fighter in one. I'm mm-hmm. playing a uh, halfling rogue in another, nice. and um, a half elf draconic sorcerer in uh, the third one. Nice. Do you guys have dark elves and wood elves and all of that stuff? And oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so such a fun game, man. Oh man, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've made a lot of friends through it, and. Uh, that's cool, and and so now that it's all online, does that make it easier for you, or is it, is it just as fun, or do you prefer to be in person, like around a table? I prefer to be in person, yeah. table. Um, it's you know, it's just uh, some of the games have you know, maybe six, seven people in it, so it's kind of a a big group to do online, a lot of screens to go through, um, right. and it's just easier to do uh, in person. But it's still, you know, it still scratches that itch. 
Yeah, and people get really hard. passionate about it, right? I'm about to say, do you talk shit when you play? Are you one of those people that's like, yeah, I'm about to crack this motherfucker upside down? Wow! <laughs> Sean, Sean doesn't seem like that, like he would say something like that, Donald. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, not, not so much. Um, maybe I should though. Maybe do you guys ever get heated? Are, do you guys ever get heated and get in fights? Like I should have, that should have worked. That role. Yeah, there, there's been some, uh, there's been some friendly conflict uh, in some games, but. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have a question? Oh, yeah. We forgot. You're supposed to ask a question. <laughs> Sean, you can ask us anything. Sean, you can ask. Uh, you know how on Reddit they have a- AMA, ask uh-huh. me anything. This is your own personal birthday, Donald Faison, Zach Braff, AMA. Could be anything. It could don't be about anything. It. Donald, don't blow it. you can don't even ask it. Donald a very private question and he'll answer it. I'll make it. Well, <laughs> don't blow it, Sean. <laughs> I. Was not ready. Oh, okay. Well, well, Jackie. Um, maybe while he thinks, do you have a question? To help him out. Um, I've had a question because we've discussed while we listen to your podcast. Like, if you're ever on here, what would we want to ask? Yeah. Um, while we were watching Scrubs. Um, so I assume you all have seen that the last season, season nine, was not the best season. I don't know what you're talking. We don't even know there is a nine. I didn't know there was a season nine. <laughs> what are you talking about? Jackie, the first rule of season nine is there is no season yeah, nine. Yeah, do don't talk about it. Why? Well, they make it a season nine on yeah. Hulu. So right. I was kind of just wondering, like, your just your own feelings on season nine in general. I, partic- I thought season nine had some very funny moments. You know, I was going through a lot mm. during season nine. Like, I got new teeth while we were doing season nine. Ooh. So there are a couple of episodes where my teeth are like, ah, <laughs> my Donald Faison's teeth. <laughs> I didn't know your teeth didn't come till season nine until Yeah, now. that's when I start. That's when I changed it up, yo, and right. got these big ass pearlies. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there's some really funny performances in season nine. Dave Franco mm-hmm. makes me laugh, you know, oh, man. Uh, in season nine and outside of the show. I have great memories of season nine. I also have really bad memories of season nine. I knew it was over and I knew we weren't necessarily making the show that the fans wanted, but did you miss me? Well, you were in a lot of the episodes. I was only, I was, I was only in the first six. We only did 13. Well, did you miss me for the seven? I missed you so much. I missed you so, so much. But the, the, the point is I, you know, I didn't mind season nine. Granted, I've never really watched any of the episodes of Scrubs anyway, so it all kind of seems, it all felt like we were still doing our job. But um, yeah. It was weird, I, too. It was weird for multiple reasons. One, I, I was leaving, and that was in the air. Also, all eight seasons had been shot, as, as I'm sure you, you may know from just us talking about it in the past, in this abandoned hospital. And then for mm-hmm. season nine, we moved to a traditional studio backlot. And, and so they built that fake hospital on a stage, and the, the classroom stuff was all on a stage. And it felt weird to me. It felt like jump the sharky a bit, if you will. It, we, well, if you're going to jump a shark, you might as well do it season nine, though. You know well, I mean? we did. I mean, God, you know, we were so blessed we went nine seasons, but it just felt, I don't know, I felt weird about it. And I, to this day, it's going to be funny. If we keep going and decide to make it to season nine, it's going to be really funny for me because I've never seen them. So I will be watching them for the very first time. But I know Dave Franco was so funny, and and I I like to say I discovered Carrie Bechet because I put her in a pilot, and then Bill saw the pilot, and 
and made her the lead her. of the show. Yeah, and she, I thought I think Carrie, mm-hmm. a Northwestern graduate, mind you, is very talented. Um, but uh, but I don't know. It was weird. There was a weird energy in there. You know, you know when when I think we all knew something was it was coming to an end. And we kind of we kind of knew it was time for it to be over, but that we kind of didn't want it to be over. And and right. I, th- I think in Bill's mind, it was like you know if these new kids, if this gels with the audience, this could take off like like ER, you know, and and, and just keep putting in new cast and have it keep mm-hmm. going. Yeah, the, um, I, I remember the moment I realized I was like, holy shit, I'm Screech. Holy shit, I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm Screech. Yeah, you were Screech. <laughs> and 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 uh, John C is Belding. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Especially after. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, I, I did read. I don't know if you guys talked about it or I also looked it up. That it was almost supposed. Season nine was almost supposed to be like a not a spinoff, kind of, but like you know they were going to call it something different. Like, well, it is a spinoff. Scrubs. It's not the same right. episode, right? If you, right. If, you, if you if you if it's not the same show, uh, if you recognize, season nine came like a year and a half later, and not necessarily a year later. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, I was I was leaving, and the the idea was to help launch this new series. So JD would be there for six episodes to like make the audience feel like it wasn't that different. And then I would tiptoe out and care and hand the VO literally off to Carrie Boucher. And, um, and it was going to be like scrubs med school was kind of like the I- idea. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're, we're teachers now. Um, but we had gotten so far into the silly realm by that time too. You know what I mean? Like it was very broad. Is what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Like, you and I dressed up as a cowboy, and, <laughs> and, and what was and the name Dick? of that guy who I think may have passed? He was very funny, the security guard guy. Yes, yes. Did he did he pass away? He did pass away. Yes. Joel's gonna get his name for us. He Wendell. was fun. Something Wendell, like that, right? He was very funny. I remember doing some funny stuff with him while I was there for season nine. Do you have another question? <laughs> did you think of one? No, I'm just entranced. Uh, <laughs> He's entranced. Shock. Yes. Uh, do you even request um, Donald can serenade you with a with a song? The Just, only request is that if I can do a uh, it's a sequence of numbers that after the numbers a song plays uh, that um, you guys always do on the podcast. I don't want to say it because if I say it, oh, you want to do oh, it? Yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. I would have done it already. No, he's very respectful. <laughs> I, I, very... I appreciate that, but I would have five, just, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, right, turn so it off. Dan, 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 Listen, you will be you're allowed to do it because it's a special occasion. And uh, by the way, a lot of a lot of people, sorry, it's Wendell uh, Middlebrooks. Uh, Wendell. And he was a hilarious and I'm sad to 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 say that he did pass. Uh he was a very very funny man and he was on season 9 of Scrubs as a security guard. But a lot of talk on the social media about Bill Lawrence and these numbers this week. My <laughs> and I think people were cracking up about how Bill kept doing that. And um, these numbers are all over my my timeline. Uh, I don't know if you, <laughs> if it's happened to you too, Donald. No, I, I I knew exactly what he was talking about when he said it. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm very impressed that he asked if he could do it, and he has. Well, he's done a respe- unlike Bill. He's a respectful man. <laughs> I would have like, say that as, Bill as, randomly doing it made it great. I mean, just, yeah, like it yeah. Was, but well, now you're taking uh, away from your your no, five, six, seven, eight. Dan, stop it. Listen. Um, Listen, in, uh, it's your birthday. You're the very first person we've allowed to do this who's not Donald, Bill Lawrence, or I. Oh, and Judy did oh, it, too. Oh, God. Judy did it, and so did, uh, what's her name? Uh, the, uh, I- the caller, didn't she? Yes. Okay. You're right. You ruined the you ruined the specialness okay. of it. Well, I was just Sean, saying, as long as I'm not the only person. Uh, uh, well, you're the you're the you're, you're one of few other than Donald and I. You're way you're too respectful, of- Sean. 
I'm going to say that you're way too respectful. All right, well, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Happy birthday. And as you leave, you may yell those. Don't yell them because Dan's just, he's. You don't. What? Go ahead. Donald, let me direct Sean. Go ahead. I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean to get in the way. Okay, Sean, you can do it however you like. Thank you for coming on the show. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Thank you. This is amazing. Um, Go for it, Sean. Five, six, seven, Dan, turn it off. Dan, that's enough. What? Thank you, Dan. Okay, we're back. Thank you guys for coming on. Happy, happy, happy Thank birthday. You. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. May Thank all you so your much. how do you how do you wish someone well on a Duncan uh, a Duncan on a D D <laughs> campaign? Do you say like may your journey be successful or something like that? That sounds great. May, your, may all of your may all of your journeys be successful. May the dice fall in your favor. That's perfect. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> I wish you I wish you twenty five critical hits in your next campaign. May a warlock Oof. never eat your brains. I hope you never see the eyes of a beholder. Yeah. Ooh. If you ever come across an elf and his name is Jasper, ignore him. <laughs> All An right. elf with a bow is so cliche. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Bye. We have to let you bye. go. I think so much. The show is going on forever, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long one, huh? I know, I know. Well, we got it going on D and D and 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 so many other things. French fries. Okay, let's get back into it. Okay, so we were talking about the awesome uh, one. I think we've done the one or justice. Johnny's okay. great. Uh, Charles Pappard, the city came operator to find job. Well choreographed job. by Mark Buckland. Mr. Man. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Okay, uh, then you with the medical jargon. I know, dude. I want to say that was badass. And I was watching it going, go Zach. Very because good. Because at, at, at uh, 910, I have a big-ass chunk of jargon. And... For all of you in the medical profession who know what the hell I'm saying, um, you guys are smart. And uh, all I had to do was memorize it. I and didn't then, get too many of those, but that was a doozy. That was a doozy. Also, the return of Jimmy Walker. Oh, so funny. Why are yes. you always in my fantasy? No, <laughs> why, why am I always in, in your fantasy? By the way, you got a problem, man. Yeah, by the way, you mentioned it last time Jimmy Walker showed up, and he makes really fun, bizarre choices. Yes. Like, why are you always in <laughs> yeah, my fantasies? Yeah. You yeah. got a problem, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was hilarious, I'm, though. That very, I, I very a, interesting line reads. I have a but crush make it on funny. It makes it very, very funny. Yeah. There's that was a reason very funny. why he was Kid Dynamite. A little bit of trivia on Sarah Chalk in the catcher outfit. She looks very cute at 11.42, but she's wearing a left-handed mitt, Donald. Well, that's for camera purposes, obviously. I guess so, but I'm telling you, uh, I looked on the, on the, on the trivia, and uh, Sarah's a right-hander. She shouldn't be wearing a left-handed mitt. Throw it right here, right here. There you uh, go. She was, uh, help me to help you. I don't know how she didn't laugh with him doing that in her face. Help I me think to she help did. you. I think help on the- me to help you. I'm sure on the gag reel, which is probably on YouTube, you can see her cracking up at that. Yeah. And then finally, this is my final one. Dr. Kelso saying, uh, Dr. Kelso, I'm not suing the hospital. And then him walking out was my biggest laugh of the show. I said it before. I'll say it again. Yeah, that was funny. That shit was hilarious, man. That was funny. My heart hates Uggos, 414. (laughs) That's funny, but I mean, it's a funny line. But first of all, I'm no piece of art. And the the idea that JD was saying he hates Uggos is a bit uh, ridiculous because I'm I'm no Brad Pitt myself. But it was funny. But it was very funny. Yeah. 
Very funny. That end song is supposed to be five for fighting, easy tonight for licensing purposing, uh, purposes. I listened to it on, uh, was it that on, you listened on Hulu, no, right? No, I saw it on Hulu. It wasn't that for sure. Yeah, it wasn't. I was on iTunes and it wasn't on iTunes. So just to reiterate, some of you have heard us say this a thousand times, but those of you who hadn't, um, because there was no streaming and such when this show was made and these licensing agreements were made with these songs, um, and, unless you're watching them in certain places, um, you have the DVDs, of course, or most of the time on, on when you purchase it, like really purchase it, iTunes or Amazon, the songs will be the original songs, I believe. But when you stream, some of those contracts have expired or didn't cover streaming. So someone who we never know and has nothing to do with Bill or Krista, who did a lot of the music, uh, just put songs in. I'd love to meet that person. Maybe Joel can. Maybe Joel can do a a, a homework assignment tonight on a very we, special episode of Fake should, Doctors. We got to bring friends. that. We got to find that person and be like some mysterious intern at, at Disney was responsible for just putting in random songs. Because I was watching this this montage moment with Sarah starting to kick ass in the ICU, and I said to myself, "This music isn't moving me." And one of the great things about Scrubs is when they would find the perfect they slash we would find the perfect bit of music and it would give you goosebumps and it took the show to the next level and people love that about the show and it just goes to show you you can't just stick any old song in there because a lot of the magic of this montage for me was lost because the song did nothing for me no offense to those musicians it's a lovely song but it wasn't that magic that happens when you find just the, the right song and I bet that five for fighting easy tonight song would have been perfect so you tell Judy you love her at 20, 2012 I was surprised by that why are you, I was why not you trying surprised. to, why are you trying to break up with her the whole fucking episode? I don't no, understand. I don't think he's trying to break up with her. I, think, he, I think he's panicking. Yeah, you know what? I think the fact that he got uh, upset about her taking the fries panicked him because that's a sign of I really do care about, you know, what this, how this girl makes me feel. I care so much that I'm starting to recognize patterns. You know what I mean? And when you start to recognize patterns, you're invested. And I think Turk realized, holy cow, I'm so invested in Carla that, and, and, and it's, it's, it's new for me. Therefore, he snaps with the French fries and he doesn't know how to take it. And when it comes time to, you know, break up with her, which she thinks is about to happen, he tells her the truth. You know, yeah, it's that was I, I, the I writers so much. The writers did a good job with that mislead because I again haven't seen this in twenty years, and I, I I was like, oh, did they break up for a few episodes? I had no idea that you were about to say I love you. Oh, right on. You did a good job though. You were it was a very heartfelt moment, and, and you're a you know, fine actor, Donald Faison. Oh, Zach Braff, you um, are a fine actor. Two more small things. First time Doctor Cox ever calls uh, Sarah Barbie. Okay, just a little trivia for you. The two and, of them together was really fun. They're yeah, really good together. They were good. They were a good combo. And um, and lastly, because there's Girl Scout cookies in this episode, do you want to tell uh, the listeners what your favorite Girl Scout cookie is? Joelle, do you want to go first while he's I don't fuck. With, I don't fuck with Girl Scout cookies. Whoa, uh, fighting words, Donald. How can you not buy cookies from these adorable little girls? I, I don't care about the girls. Uh, I, think, I, I care about the, the I cookie. Think, <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I was about to say, I think the cookies are overpriced. You don't okay, but for the sake of this fucking exercise, can you name your favorite dick? <laughs> I don't fuck with Girl Scout cookies. Oh my god! All right, Joelle, Joelle, what's your favorite? I like Samoas. Samoas are delicious, Zach. Yeah. Uh, a frozen tag along though is my favorite. It's okay. the chocolate and peanut butter ones. You're one of those ones, uh, Dan. You want to weigh in? Favorite Girl Scout cookie? Oh, he's Whoa. got a box. Oh shit! He's got a box of Samoas. Do you are have Samoas? Just do you have a niece or something like that that you had to buy? Dan, that where shit did from? you get those? 
I see those girls, I see those girls and their mom on the corner, and I'm like, and they're like, Girl Scout cookies. Do you and know in my mind, I'm like, no. Dan, Dan, what where did you get those? They come to my parents' neighborhood all the time. Okay. And so they always hit me up. They say, Dan, they're coming around, throw us an order, and I get mm, in between five and ten boxes of Samoas. You know what they're Waste doing? Of money. You know what Waste they're doing? Of money. Shut up, Dan. You're support. supporting a charity. All right, listen. Oh, is it for charity? Yeah, they give it to they they do Girl Scout things with it. What Girl Scout? You think they're just they pocketing do? the money and putting badges on their shit? So let me get this straight. Yeah. When you, you think the Girl Scout cookies aren't fucking doing Hold shit on. with that money? Let you me think get this straight. Throwing a prom? Hold on. Let me get this straight. So when you were a kid and <laughs> you had to sell candy for something, you didn't pocket that money? No, and I never had one of those things because I wasn't involved in any of those activities. You ain't pocket that money? No, you're you're admitting to the audience that you stole fucking charity money when no, you were selling shit. No, I would just shit. up the price. All you got to do is up the price. <laughs> oh God. Instead of making it a dollar, you make it a dollar fifty, and you walk away with fifty cent. You know this what is, this is? These are these are this is like uh, how to hustle. You you want to learn how to hustle? This is the perfect way to hustle. Listen, they gave listen they give kids. There's a reason why when you see those kids with the candy and the chocolate bars that they're charging you five dollars for the chocolate. Oh my god! Will this Peloton character be back on the next episode, or is he just in this episode? He might just be this episode. But I didn't drink. Hey, check this out. I didn't drink this episode. You didn't drink, but you, worked, water but you all got episode. all worked up because of a Peloton instructor. Because of a Peloton instructor and how my wife responded to him. I was like, so that was really interesting that you, you know, you made me, you, you gave me that guy. She's like, well, I, I, I rode with him this morning. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, oh so your I wife, see. Casey Com, got all worked up by this guy. I think she might have got worked up by this I bet you he's got dude. better abs than you, Donald. He definitely has better abs than me. He has better guns than me. He's probably he's, got better seagulls. He's got way more stamina than I have. Hey, listen, I just want to tell you something. What these Girl Scouts are doing in California is setting up outside the weed shops because weed is legal here, even for recreational, as it is in several other states. So you're and telling me that's not a hustle? So you're telling me they're not a hustling? That's a smart people? hustle, but that's it's a, a hilarious sm- hustle. So it's not a smart hustle to up the price of no. Girl Scout cookies? No. I just it's love a smarter these, hustle just to I, stay in front I love of a weed these, shop. I love these You're girls. not allowed to have a weed shop within feet of children. Right. They're well, breaking these, the law. Okay. You're breaking the law, Girl Scouts. If you're lining up in front of the weed shop, you're breaking the law. So Donald is now going to go out. And you're putting the weed shop in jeopardy. I'm just gonna, putting it out there. You're going to go out there and, uh, and start breaking it up, right? Get out in front of my weed shop. <laughs> <laughs> but let me get a box of Samoas first. Right. I'm gonna call the cops. I'm gonna call the cops on them. But first, let me get a box <laughs> of thin mints. <laughs> the only right, the only way. <laughs> Lower the, what's the what's the actual retail price? What's right. the actual retail price? We've kept you people for an hour and a half. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. This has been Fake Doctors with real friends. Count them in, Donald. Five, six, seven, eight. Some stories about show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
Hey, it's Donald, and Kind Snacks has six new flavors for you to crave. Flavors like rosemary, strawberry, jalapeno, and raspberry. Each of the six flavors is made with number one ingredient seeds or nuts and has fruity or savory flavors depending on what you're craving. They're gluten-free with five to six grams of protein in every bar. Nutritious snacking doesn't have to be all blah and boring. The bar for people who love real food. Try all the flavors. Shop on KindSnacks.com today. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.